0: You got your tea? I got my tea. I'm ready to roll. Who do you think you are, Stallman? <laughs> well, we have, a, we have a couple
1: of non-business things to discuss. First off, we have to discuss Stallman, but let's put that aside for one second. We have to you discuss go to Stallman.
0: The- Yes, you you go to the gym at a hot dog stand. So I want to <laughs> I want to I learn about this. Gavin Gavin just tweeted that at me, and I said you have to build up the punching frozen slabs of meat,
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Rocky style. That's right next to this um, one of those mini malls that are inside, and it's half of them are shut down. You know how malls are; half the things are shut down. So one of these shut down places is like a Frankfurt footer frank footer place now you live out in suburbia now but i have to say that picture looked a
1: lot like andre Butta's brooklyn mm. but you're saying this is still suburbia
0: yeah it's just a piece of building that happened to come out in the photo yeah it's still very much uh strip mall suburbia
1: hmm. It had that metal greek kind of eye which is not a usually suburban sort of thing
0: just just google uh uh planet fitness on Hempstead turnpike in, in street view <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, now
1: people will know where to find you. Well,
0: oh Wow. Your
1: it's going to track you down there. So now, yeah. tell us about your gym routine. I just do elliptical.
0: <laughs> now, do you go every day? Um, uh, yes, except for when I know there's a potential of like a, a client meeting or something that I have to – I go after I drop off my son in school.
1: Okay. So you're there almost every day.
0: Yeah. That's good. It's on the way.
1: No, Planet bad. Fitness, they got that thing. You just go around the loop there or something. You could be doing some uh, – you got to do the, the muscles.
0: No, I think that's like a structured thing, right? It's like a circuit trainer type of a deal. Yeah, but you don't you – know, you just go through the circuit. Like it's all set up for you. Yeah, no. I'm just – I just listen to a podcast. and I do my elliptical and then maybe I go downstairs with the weight stuff and that's it. See, I, now I cannot be constrained to your rules, <laughs> man. I was thinking about going back to the gym. I was into the gym
1: for a while. Then, like, the three kids, it's, like, is impossible. But now that the baby's a little bit bigger, I'm, I'm, like, gearing myself up towards it. I don't know. It's so hard. But now i busy. Like, all the kids have shit at night. Like, there's just stuff constantly going on. So I don't know when I'd actually go. I might have to, like, yeah, do, like, in the morning or something. Although I'm not a big fan of working out in the morning. So I don't know.
0: But There's, like, a, a threshold line of, I'm going to say, wait. weight. Where, if I'm Mm. over that, everything starts breaking down. Right. (laughs) Um, And like I need to, and I've noticed that if I go under that or just maintain that level, that everything's kind of good. So, remember, I told you that my shoulder was messed up from like six months ago and I was shoveling and that, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So I just went to the gym, and you'd think that it would make it worse because it's that shoulder, you do the elliptical thing and it's just everything's that areas the whole shoulder thing that you go back and forth yep. and it made it better like nothing made it better for six months <laughs> going to the gym again for like two weeks made it better using it using it made it better yeah i think it's just a general like the buddy saying all right i'll wake up like a you
1: <laughs> surprisingly just keeping my arm at my side while i type all day is not
0: <laughs> doesn't surprise like build muscle sitting in the chair for 23 hours a day is not a healthy thing
1: yeah, see, that's the thing. I do. I agree. Uh, and see, now my my weight for that. So I used to be like two fifty. Mm-hmm. Like this is before I started the business, or so right around the time I started the business.
0: But you're also and eight then, foot seven. So
1: well, I'm like six four. But still, it was heavy. And I look at pictures now. I'm like, boy, I was pretty heavy. So now I'm like. So then I got to like two hundred. I was pretty steady two hundred for a while. Mm-hmm. Then not that long ago, I was at like one eighty two. That's crazy. And now I'm up to like one eighty five. No, I'm up to like one ninety five. I mean. Okay. And I do feel like this is now gone. Like I'm, too, like I feel better at the like 190 and below level. Mm-hmm. But you gotta watch out with the cardio because the cardio makes you hungry. So like, you know, it takes like a million like rowers to like, you know, burn like, you know, a couple hundred calories. And meanwhile, like, it makes you super hungry and you eat a thousand
0: calories. <laughs> well, you gotta, yeah. I mean, I I got rid of the like the bread stuff. The bread stuff kills you. Yeah, the bread stuff. The is – stuff. You tricky. gotta get down. I don't know my. I got to get down to the no man boobs land.
1: Gotta, that's gotta, that's you gotta the get target. <laughs> you got to get these breakfast smoothies. Breakfast smoothies are major key. I've been a little bit off of myself, and my weight has gone back up. Smoothie, because it's all like, you know, it's just fruit, which you think has a lot of sugar, which it does, but if you're careful about what you add, a lot of berries and green stuff. Mm. Good. Good for you. And then you got like one piece of toast with it or something, you know, so you
0: like fills you out a little bit. So, we talked about this before. I I went to Philly that first time and I went to this place that had um, like movie memorabilia on the wall and stuff and it was like one of those hipster type of places and on the wall they had what I thought was an acai berry bowl but was corrected by a 14-year-old that it was an acai berry bowl (laughs) and um, it was awesome. And we we don't have a Saya berries over here in in Food is Scrappy Land, suburbia. But we do have blueberries which is essentially the same thing or as close as I could get to uh, inside a kai berry. so You can
1: get a kai berry. I have a kai Berries.
0: Well, you, you live have in have magical fairyland. Oh,
1: you get about like Whole Foods? Or... We don't have a Whole Foods. You we have a f- Whole Foods. We do food. not have a Whole Foods. You a, have a <laughs>
0: um, So I got the blueberry with, the, I don't know my wife puts in it, but it's amazing. It's my third favorite food now behind pizza and crepes. <laughs> Neither, which I'm allowed to have, so I guess it's my first favorite food now. Asai Aikai slash blueberry bowls. They're healthy, right? Because she puts like vegetables. Oh, the bed, in, the what's in them. Yeah. She puts a bunch of sugar in them. It's not healthy.
1: But it, blueberries are healthy. Blueberries are very healthy. So. They don't have a lot of sugar either.
0: What? That's, uh, that's what, enough what, of the uh, taking health advice from a fat guy portion of this episode. <laughs> what town do you live in? What ballpark. Wanta. Wanta. Are we just Hustle? giving away my? my you want to paint a target on my house and put it up on Google Street View? How do you spell this? W a n t a g h. Yesterday I went to the bank oh, yeah, to to do some business on Quantic stuff, uh-huh. the company that we both own, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so it's registered in Poughkeepsie. And oh my God, the bank teller trying to pronounce Poughkeepsie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> you don't want to do that. That's uh, that's hard. That's uh, people like whenever I have to give it over the phone too and have to spell it, like. That's the worst. I don't even need to give ID. I just need to be able to pronounce Poughkeepsie, and they're like, oh, all right, you belong to this account. <laughs> you, nobody can fake this. <laughs> all
1: right, here, important information.
0: You're
1: you are, you're farther than I thought. You're 16 miles from a, uh, a Whole Foods. Uh, we
0: don't even have good um, – uh, Jericho is Jericho. your Whole Foods. We don't have good Thai food over here. I want Thai food. I don't have good Thai food. Do you we don't Hurricane have good any food, but – Anything aside from pizza and Chinese, wouldn't have at all.
1: You're in kind of a you're in kind of a weird part of Albany, there. I don't know if I approve of this. That's like pretty. <laughs> it's like way in the south of. It's like in the south, but you're not. But you're you're not all the way out to the Hamptons in the south. You're just like you're hey, kind of Hamptons. in this weird no man's land Hamptons between are like
0: out, Brooklyn out east. and Hamptons. Hamptons. Is there stuff there? Is there stuff where? In your town. Define stuff.
1: Like, is it rural?
0: No, there's a Planet of fitness and some pigeons.
1: <laughs> there's pigeons. That's true. All right, right there. <laughs> if there's I pigeons, it can't be rural. You're close
0: to Jones Beach. I've never been to Jones Beach. Have you we're, been to Jones Beach? We're, yeah, we're one exit away from Jones Beach. How do, you, how do you like it? Uh, we've been a couple of times. It's not. We're not big beach people. Remember man boobs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got the kid now, though. The kid likes it. <laughs> yeah, we got to go to the beach this summer.
1: He's old enough. You got to come to Martha's Vineyard with us. Beautiful. We've been there. We'd love it. You've been there. That's right. Mm-hmm. You come with us, though. It's, it's us, Obama, and Butov. <laughs> All right. Um, right. You're one, you're one exit from the beach. Urban life near the beach.
0: It's a good place to live. We really like it here. Really? I'm not a Long Island guy. I don't like Long Island in general. Nothing against you. Or wanton. So for example, right now in a few minutes, you're going to hear lawnmowers in the recording because the neighbors are getting their grass cut and there's nothing I can do about it. It's suburban. We need the lawnmower filter tool on our microphone. You can switch oh, between kids, yeah. dogs, lawnmowers, air conditioning units. <laughs> air conditioning units I'll take because I have to shut down the air conditioner to record this thing. So. <laughs> at least it's cool today. So listen, I was uh, at the car dealership. Ah uh, yes, A car update. Let's have it. Since the last, <clears throat> since the last recording, and this is business. This is business talk here because we have some business. I guess I'll, about I'll, 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 I'll fudge some startupy stuff in this conversation. <laughs> um, it was terrible, as expected. Absolutely. Next time, I will, I'll just buy whatever I could buy online. I don't even care what
1: it is. <laughs> I think I've bought a car mostly online once before. They seem to have gotten away from it. I feel like at the height, like when the internet was getting internet-y, like they were all on board with it. And now like they've dialed back from that.
0: So it's incredible how much of this whole uh, uh, startup-y, software startup-y tunnel bullshit they have happening at the car dealership. So you uh, show up, right? And you only pay... An- attention to it because it's sort of exposed to it in the software world you show up and well, first of all they don't give you anything over the phone no, like they won't one, talk to you over the phone right? yeah. so you show up you can, they won't even tell you what colors like you ask what colors you have yeah we got the color show up we got, of course And don't have that color. <laughs> <laughs> and then wait, just to set the context because I think you were
1: a Toyota dealer right Toyota dealer yeah. it, it doesn't yeah, matter that, it, it matters my <laughs> recent ex, but my recent experience was Toyota also so I think we will have a similar experience I've done, this,
0: I've done this with with. Audi. I've done this with Lexus. I've done this with Oldsmobile. I've done this going back. This is the same thing. What? Go ahead. All right.
1: I was I was drinking tea. <laughs> All
0: right, so so you show up at the dealership because you got to show up at the dealership. You meet some people. They Once you show up at the dealership, they don't leave you alone. You're never alone, right? You're always handed off. I dealt with like eight full-time salaried employees just buying one car. You're never <laughs> by yourself. It's like a casino type of deal. Uh, everybody's always on you to make sure you're still there. So you meet people, you shake hands at all times, right? You are escorted to an area such that for you to be able to make a comfortable exit, you have to pass by management.
1: Right. So
0: so management who are all like, do you even lift bro type of guys (laughs) are near the door. They're, They're essentially at the door. Right um and you know you' they're like bouncers they're essentially bouncers they're they're inside right the revert reverse uh, bouncers right so you- uh so so then they they take you through this whole thing there's a tunnel that silently like squeezes around you to get you further and further to, the, the whole point is to just like at a certain point uh can we get your credit card and that credit card disappears until you're ready to buy the car it's not like the credit card they give it back to you after a check that credit card is gone um and it's all towards the point of of getting you to the point of sort of like no escape right you're beyond a certain point now um and then you get this car It, it was by the way like six hours i was there and it was like there's no surprises there's nothing it was just like various stages of going through this tunnel through the funnel whatever of buying this car and um each one is sort of like a tighter and tighter grip of you not being able to, now it's too late. I can't back out now.
1: You, know? <laughs> um, You've, you just have so much time into it. It's like, are you are going to go to a Honda dealer now? Or are you going to go to a Dodge dealer? No, you don't want to repeat the
0: whole thing. No, you can't even call your wife. <laughs> right. You can't. They won't even let you call out in case you want to call and get a, a, a comparison quote from another dealership, from another Toyota dealership or something like that, right? So, so all of this is sort of, it never feels good to drop that much cash at once, right? It's a human being thing, right? Uh, But all of this sort of feels like there's a lot of thought put into the optimization of this funnel to get you through and very, very little thought put into the actual experience of customer experience, like how the customer feels. Because then after the end, after all of this, they're like, Oh, by the way, we have the survey that's sort of customer, uh, uh, company mandated. Please fill it out because it reflects directly on us. And you get the survey at home and it says, How pleasant was your experience? And it's like, Well, you put absolutely no thought into actually making this experience (laughs) pleasant at all. It's just it's sort of like all optimized into funneling a cow through a a thing, and And, um. and the email well, is the same way, right? The email starts out with 20 minutes after you get home, you get an email that says, by now you must have gotten tons of compliments on your new car. <laughs> um, did you
1: actually leave with a car though? That's pretty I good did. if you actually left I mean,
0: with a car. I mean, oh, like I, I took my old lease in unless I take the $100 limo back or whatever it is, right. which I <laughs> you had to do back. before. Because before I had to drop the car off in New Jersey because they, before they wouldn't let you drop it off at a different dealership. Mm. Um so yeah, so I just so got what a, I, another one of the same that I had before. It's not a pleasant experience. New color at least, yeah, new color. Too. I got that's uh, my third best choice. It's the only one they had.
1: You could have had them bring one in from another dealer. I always have them do that. Nah. Nah. The I love those surveys because did they give you the like? Listen, before you're gonna get a survey, and you really have to give us five stars because like. You know, they they basically will fire me if you don't do that. Like giving you this guilt trip, like from the salesperson. Yeah, they do the that. I don't trip. care. I
0: deleted the survey. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, they they don't care if you don't do it. Like, right. like the salesperson <laughs> doesn't care if you don't do it. They just don't want you to do it and give honest feedback, right? Like you have to give, you know, all five
0: stars. But whatever. what 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 kind of doing. person would honestly have a good experience following that? There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing terrible about it i mean ha- having that be a terrible experience would not be like an outlier because it's already so mediocre because you're spending so long in a place that you're spending so much money in at once that it's impossible to exit that context in the bright light but see i think that's it's just they a could. draining experience and they put no thought into making aside from here's a coffee machine they put no thought into actually <laughs> yeah, making so free that coffee, sort of free coffee free water yeah. See, I think
1: where they go wrong is they leave cho- they leave all the stuff that's horrible to while you're there and it's like yeah, I want to do this over the internet. Like have a form on your site that like gets my social security number, which would be terrifying uh, admittedly. But get like my credit run, get all get me like all the rate options, like just have all that stuff done. So mm-hmm. that when I'm there It's entirely about the excitement of me getting a new car, and not about waiting around for the finance guy, waiting for this, waiting for that. Like, no, you pick your car, bam, we print out papers, here they are, sign them. You never read any of it anyway. Sign, 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 done. You're out of there in 30 minutes with your new car, and you're like, holy cow, it's awesome. Instead, you have to like wait around, and
0: that's horrible. All right. So when I got home, I immediately accepted a bunch of client work. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, by coincidence, I'll be working with uh, Lee Tangum from British Columbia. Mm. He was one of the, your guests on uh, Anything But Code, yep. so I'm kind of psyched about that.
1: Ah, interesting. Is like a, a like working on project together kind of thing. You mean, or he's not no, for for a client? He's yeah. server side on mobile side. Nice. Do you get this at the car dealership? Here's another thing that makes me angry. Before we leave this topic, it makes me very very angry. When I was 24 doing this, right? Mm-hmm. They would give me the keys to the car, and I would drive the car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I'm almost 40. The guy has to ride with me every time.
0: The guy's riding with me. I don't for need what, to ride for what for the test drive. I don't, I don't take test drives. I like I like the test drive if it's a car I've never had before. I don't, I don't take test drives. So. I I mean I've taken the test drive once when I bought like a car that I. When I bought the Audi TT, because it was different from anything else I had before, I took it to right, Strangler. Exactly. He, he was definitely in the car. I don't like this in the car. Why, why do you have to be in the car? I've never had a knot in the car. I've this is, this is them them. such a Seinfeld field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there is a, a Seinfeld episode where the guy's in the car with him in that episode too. Remember, they go as far as they can without running out
0: of gas. Right, and then the guy they go- goes nuts or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go push this as far past e, idiots. <laughs> For, Anyone I, that has ever gone? Or whatever. No, I've always had in, in the car. I, I've had a lot of test drivers not in the car, and it pisses me off when they're in the car. It might
0: be an insurance change type of thing. I got like, insurance. Not for you, yeah. for them, the dealership. Nah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It sounds like a policy change type of thing because it's like I've had two of them, and they're different dealerships, different uh, models, makes and models. But it's like you're in the car. I want to be thinking about the car, and instead, I got
1: this guy talking to me the whole time. And I don't need him talking to me. And here's the other thing. See, you probably don't have this because I'm a little bit more like this than you. But it really bothers me that I know more about the car than they do. Like, I've already researched it. I know everything about the car. He's trying to tell me stuff. He's telling me stuff that's wrong. And I'm like, no, actually, it it doesn't do that. Blah blah, blah. And,
0: like, I'm correcting him. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you're right. I think that's like, a you cross. Work I mean, you, you worked at what? CompuSA? What was that you worked in?
1: Office Depot?
0: Yeah, I worked in Staples. I didn't know jack shit about the department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do everything at Office Depot.
1: I do everything.
0: Well, you were a manager. I was just on the, the, the I, I computer I department. I didn't start as a manager. Okay. Well, you might have known a little bit of something. That's why you became a manager. <laughs> <laughs> you showed up and you knew a bit.
1: Oh, goodness. All right. What about Stallman? Want to talk about Stallman? Hold on. Before we talk about Stallman, let's, uh, let's get our sponsors in. All right, all right. I got I got juicy dirt on our sponsor. This Surprise week. me with what Linode hasn't now. All right, so Linode sponsoring us again this week. Um, and so I, I'm going to go through the regular stuff first. I just want to tell you about Linode in case anybody's listening hasn't heard about Linode. I'm going to go through the regular stuff and then I'm going to give you the dirt. So Linode, eight data centers. Um, You know, super fast SSD hard drives, all modern hardware. It's uh, VM hosting and, uh, you know, 40 gig network, 24-7 support, seven day money back guarantee. Um, Bootov's got sites hosted there. I host a lot of stuff there. I put all my sites basically on individual VM instances at Linode and um, I don't worry about anything, which is great. It's super affordable. Um, and we we love it. So here's the dirt though. So you know all that stuff about Linode. It's awesome. Great. All that stuff. I'm so excited about this. New, they have a new plan. So it used to be one gig server for ten dollars. So we' we'll get one gigabyte of RAM, ten dollars. okay? Now it's two gigabyte servers for ten dollars. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. Two gigabyte server.
0: $10. And now you can run like literally anything on it. That's crazy. Yeah. I think the one gig ones, or maybe it's the 512 ones. I don't remember, but whatever the, um, the smaller one that I used to get, if you put WordPress on it, you used to have to configure the um, the database for certain low memory conditions or something
1: with mm-hmm. WordPress.
0: Yeah, but well, the yeah, two gig was, one.
1: The 512 is always...
0: I don't so know which yeah. one it was. Yeah, but so I used to go up higher one. But now, if this one has the, the double the RAM, I'm all set. I don't have to do any work at all. Just throw it up there. Two gigabytes of RAM, 10 bucks. Which, if you're using Nginx
1: and if you have MySQL on there or whatever, that's like more than enough for anything you possibly need up until the point where, you know, you make some real money and you need, you know, if you have a lot of customers who are fine. But two gigabyte server, that's ridiculous. I know a guy, we know a guy who, uh, you remember Nosby? I don't know if he listens, but uh, he was telling me that uh, a couple of years back, they they started out. The first several years uh, was very popular, kind of to-do app, really popular in uh, in Asia. Uh, one a single server, it. So, so you can run a big service one server,
0: and now that one server is going to cost you ten bucks, two gigabyte server. Mm. Insane, insane. I run all my stuff when I first launch on a single server. Why bother doing anything ahead of time? Yeah.
1: We run everything on single... All my like sites and stuff, just single server. Um, help like Cloud is a little different, but everything else, single server. So anyway, thanks to Linode. Appreciate it. Go check that out. Um, do we have a Google? coupon? We do. It's still $20. So now you can get uh, two months of two gigabyte server. It's ridiculous. For free. Use a coup- coupon um, uh, Bootstrap 20 bootstrapped20 at linode.com and get your free VM uh, for a couple months it's really awesome 2 gigabyte server now is kind of the base server Um, and that's really exciting and you can go to linode.com slash bootstrappedfm uh, to just sign up right there and it auto applies the code and we'll have that in the show notes so thanks a lot to Linode and uh, it's amazing
0: thanks everything's getting cheaper yeah all going to zero yeah stallman agrees or he doesn't agree but he'd be happy if it went there he would be happy so we're gonna link to this stallman thing in the show notes it's not really new no it's uh, not new but it's it's glorious it's been
1: discovered it was discovered <laughs> recently it was mine from the archives of the internet it's epic
0: it's so, essentially stallman's writer for talks
1: for yeah speeches. It's his, Exactly. So you know, when he gives a a talk, this is what is like his requirements email. And if
0: you thought brown M and M's was weird, this is. <laughs> <laughs> so is there? Well, there be people who don't know who Stallman is. We've
1: talked about Stallman before, but like just the very he founded, kind of came up with the G uh, GPL license, and is a big proponent of. Free software. He doesn't want you to say open source. He's not necessarily about open
0: source. Open source is incorrect. Linux is incorrect.
1: Linux is incorrect. That was an awesome part. He doesn't so this Friday, you have to read the whole thing. It's thousands of words. It's many,
0: many things that you think of as being borderline socialist are not socialist enough. <laughs> so um, yes, Linux, he doesn't like Linux. He he
1: said it should be called the GNU. The yeah. GNU operating system. Um, he doesn't like he he he's allergic to cat hair, which is fine. Um, he doesn't like to stay in hotels. He prefers to stay in your house.
0: Do you have some? No, hotel, no. The, always... the, the the way to do this, the way to present this, writer, is to take out verbatim sentences okay. that you like and read them, because this is this is an 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 a mountain of self importance. <laughs> <laughs> written in 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 a in a perfect tone. Okay,
1: okay here's one. Here's one of the ones that's my favorite. Already. Here we go. You you pick one for next. But if I am quite sleepy, I would like two cans or small bottles of non-diet Pepsi. I dislike the taste of Coke and all diet soda. Also, there is an intentional international boycott of Coca-Cola Company for killing union organizers in Colombia and Guatemala. See killercoke.org. However, if I'm not very sleepy, I won't want Pepsi because it is better if I don't drink so much sugar. Mm.
0: You could, you could. I'm I'm trying to go through them. They're all, every paragraph is gold, <laughs> but I'm trying to pick ones that that are appropriate. So if you have another one, go ahead. I'll because I just landed okay. on yours. So. Uh,
1: here's another good one. Um, but this is this is kind of the really this is a really good one. Um, see, it's like it's like in the con. I feel like we can't read them, but it's like. Um, If you can find a host for me that has a friendly parrot, I will be very, very glad. If you can find someone who has a friendly parrot, I can visit with them. That would be nice too. Don't, all capitals, buy a parrot figuring that it will be a fun surprise for me to acquire a parrot is a major decision it is likely to outlive you if you don't know how to treat the parrot it couldn't be emotionally scarred and spend many decades feeling frightened and unhappy if you buy a captured wild parrot you will promote a cruel and devastating practice and the parrot will be emotionally scarred before you get it meeting that sad animal is not an agreeable surprise these are these are sincere these are sincere <laughs> <laughs> like all this is fine. Like it's not even what he's saying, right? It's the, the context of I'm literally sending you a paragraph about how I would prefer to have to a visit with a parrot while I'm here to speak at your conference.
0: You know how the joke is that the uh, the GNU license, that's open source and everything should be free, is like ten times bigger than the Microsoft license or something. Right. Yeah. And this writer is technically ten times bigger than any talk he could possibly give in right. hours. <laughs> it is pages and pages and thousands pages. of words, thousands of words. It's really remarkable.
1: Like he has this whole diatribe about like he can only sleep if it's exactly seventy-two degrees Fahrenheit. And if it gets hotter than that, he can't sleep, and he'll need a fan to blow on him. Uh, if it's specifically if it's more than three degrees above that, he's actually going to need <laughs> air conditioning. And like it's like here's this guy. Everything should be free, but I will embrace like the, the culture that you know provides me with air conditioning when it becomes uncomfortably warm at seventy four degrees Fahrenheit. I just find the, the the like contradiction there to be intriguing.
0: A supply of tea with milk and sugar would be nice. If it is tea, I really like. I like it without milk and sugar. With milk and sugar, any kind of tea is fine. I always bring tea bags with me. So if we use my tea bags, I will certainly like the tea with milk and sugar.
1: <laughs> and like this guy, he so he's uh, kind of like there's a lot of stuff in here about he doesn't want to be tracked. Um, um, oh, the, the, here's, here's a good one. I like this. I'm going to start doing this for, for myself. Uh, bus and train tickets. Um, if you buy a bus or train ticket for me, do not give my name. Um, big brother has no right to know where I travel, but, but so he's going to a conference where they're publicizing him speaking just to be clear, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want them to know he's traveling there, which they obviously will. Cause you could just search the internet and find, it. um, you know, this goes on. Don't give them your name either. And please pay for the ticket in cash. So don't pay for the ticket with your own credit card. Even it must be paid
0: for in cash. Mm hmm. Although, all my talks are aimed at the general computer-using public, they are not technical. With good, broad publicity, many people will come, usually hundreds. So don't aim small. Please plan each speech in a large room, then plan the publicity to bring people in to fill it. Please do not suggest scheduling a small speech, because that makes no sense as a goal. I always reach as many people as I feasibly can. We will also want to inform the region's daily newspapers so they can put the speech in their calendar section and anything else we can think of. This is inc- just incredible. This one, this one's really good too. This is when I read first about Stallman. It was from a journalist who went over to interview him and uh, Stallman had to ask him for money for a cup of coffee because he had no money or something like that. <laughs>
1: Which, uh, the whole
0: thing. I don't know what he does for his like, just actual job. This... I guess it just does this. Because he doesn't um, type anymore. Because even back then, this was like 10, 15 years ago when I read the, I read this journalist interview surrounding his manifesto or something. It was like a manifesto or something. And uh, he said even back then, he, he, he can no longer type because like he, his hands don't work or something. So he has to either have a special keyboard that's super sensitive or having a... I have a feeling that this writer is not even copied and pasted. I think he dictates the thing fresh... Every time he needs Each to send time. it somewhere. Then <laughs> somebody has to send it. I can see that.
1: Well where is he gonna store it? He doesn't like believe in connecting anything. So like I guess he can just have it on his little computer, but here's a I like this one too. Lost tickets. If you are not paying me a speaking fee, but you are paying for the airline tickets, which first of all I don't know how these days he could possibly be flying without like giving ID or like
0: <laughs> he's the stall, anyway. just a stallman. It's just a stallman. Yeah, like
1: it didn't even like let you pay with cash anymore. But anyway. I must insist that you cover the costs if I have to replace a lost ticket, the fee for changing a ticket if I miss a flight, or any other surprise expenses associated with my travel to and from your location. This might seem unfair. If a ticket is lost, it could be my fault. Well, of course it's gonna be your fault if you lost it, but my income is not large and I cannot afford to assume this risk myself in the event, uh, if the event offers me no income, the frustration I feel when I suffer such a loss is excruciating. It's better for me to decline to travel, blah, blah, So, like, if I lose a ticket, not only do you have to replace the ticket, do you have to cover any fees or other items? I don't know. Is that, maybe, is that normal? Maybe that's a normal thing. I don't know. I mean, I've read conferences. I didn't have to replace anybody's lost tickets.
0: If corporations sponsor my talk, there should be no descriptions of their products or services and no banners with their names. If a would-be sponsor insists on more than uh, a small, tasteful note of thanks, uh, Uh, we have to do without that sponsor. We, like you, the organizers of the conference at which I'm speaking. (laughs) If my speech is part of a pre-existing larger event that I have agreed to participate in, I can't impose such conditions for the whole event. However, if banners will be on display next to me while I'm speaking, this is rather obnoxious. If the advertiser organizations that I disapprove of on ethical grounds, I would want them taken down, covered up, or turned off during my speech. I do not use
1: browsers. I use the SSH protocol. I'm not really even sure. Like that's not those things are not like necessarily equivalent. But whatever. He's got a whole big thing in here
0: about SSH. I mean, there's the, this goes like he, it obviously goes to the extreme, but there's like even technical extremes. Like he won't use uh, operating systems with bootloaders that are not free software. I mean, <laughs> the, the bootloader, which is like half a millisecond of a thing that happens when you start the computer up. I wonder what happens if like a boot if the computer's already on. Right. Um, I would say he's not going to use it.
1: (laughs) So is this – now here's my question. Because we could go – there's way more. So I mean but this
0: this got him to the point where we talked about before where you go see Stallman to see Stallman. You couldn't care less what he's talking about. Yes. And so is this just genius marketing, right? (laughs) Like is this just all ploy?
1: He doesn't give a crap about any of it, right? But he just – I mean because this is interesting to be this extreme that like I refuse to like buy tickets but he'll let other people buy tickets for him and he'll publish where he's going to be like so it's not really about being tracked because he's out there he's not like in some mountain in montana off the grid he's around and there's, you can part, of it, see there's him.
0: part of it that, that that's that but that's because that's that culture right i, I would want to see like a gantt chart of stallman followers and like bernie sanders supporters <laughs> <laughs> a venn diagram yeah of the overlap Or oh, venn diagram yeah uh, it's sort of like along the same – it's it's that culture, right? I mean you great. sort of have to admire it, but then there's extremes, right? So, But being – it's a good
1: marketing lesson because it's like just being extreme, like that is valuable marketing. Like he is famous for this extreme view he takes. And it's a personal – he's not really – well, he is kind of trying to push on everybody else, right? But he, at the end of the day, he's not actually pushing it on people. He's just saying this is what he does. He doesn't believe in like the –
0: now, I mean, Randall, you could make stuff. you could make and... a you could make a distinction between his ideals, which have been around for a while since he was doing this stuff, and the the demands in the writer, right? Yeah, the, the, right. the stuff that, that yeah, that the ideals eating. are definitely separate from his own personal quirks. I mean, you could bend over backwards and hire Richard Stallman to come to your conference, and then jump through all these hoops, or you could invite. I don't know somebody like John Rezek, who was it, that Laracon showed up quietly, sat in the audience, went did an amazing demo, and just went home.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> so. he, but yeah, Stallman, Stallman. <laughs> Stallman, Stallman. You can't replace Stallman with somebody more normalish. That wouldn't be fun. I would like to do it now. I want to do something to invite Stallman too.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have a beautiful parrot. I'm gonna have a temperature control. It's gonna be awesome. I, I don't want to see I, because because nobody's abiding by all of these right specs I don't want to see like a stallman focused conference that's just for the purpose of abiding strictly to these rules and regulations it would be all all gray with accents of red <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, the, uh, the
1: whole thing is crazy yeah all right all right, I can't – we, we got to move on from Stallman. We'll link to we this. We go on all day. We'll link to it. You should be reading it. It's classic. And I feel like it's like part of me – so we're poking fun. So this part of it is just funny because, like, it's ridiculous the, like, level of seriousness he's taking this. And also you could just say, like, no pets, but instead you say, like, whatever. I I want a parrot and a cat and blah, blah, whatever. But then there's the other side that's like – It is actually interesting. Like, there's an actual like on multiple levels here. I'm intrigued by the business aspect of it, of the kind of marketing, he self promotion aspect to it. And I don't know. There's there. I
0: wonder like what his speaking fee is. I'd be curious to know that. He doesn't say that in here. I don't know. I'm I'm all about personality and character, and whether I'm doing business with somebody or just listening to somebody on. I mean, you know, I walked out of rooms. At conferences because I don't like the person talking, right? Right. Um, so I'm. This is not reflecting well in my mind. I, I don't like this attitude at all. <laughs> you, it could is be, a bit. You, you could be humble and uh, still support free software. You could achieve your goals without being essentially a rock star. Yeah. There is a weird. Um... There is this weird
1: thing about these internet famous geeks who have this rock star kind of thing. So Stallman or like I think like Kevin Rose, remember that guy? He had like a big run there with Dig and he was like super hotness. And like there's something weird about geeks who become this personality because like it fits so nicely on a real rock star. Like it just works <laughs> with a real rock star. You know what I mean? Like they're supposed to be crazy, like send in the girls and the drugs and the thing, you get it, Right. But like when it's a geek who kind of has that vibe to them, even though it might be a different set of like vices or weirdness that they want, it just feels weird. I don't know. There's a oddness to it. I guess maybe it's just the culture has uh, indoctrinated us to the rock stars. It's okay, and other people it feels icky. But there is just something odd about it. It just really stands out
0: or something. I wish I somebody know. would just come out and say, I want. I'm doing this because I want to be fucking famous. That's it. Right. Just be honest. <laughs> Just be honest. I wanna be- Oh, along that. the same lines I'll be giving a lightning talk at Vector Media Group on July sixth. This is me. <laughs> 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 um, yes so, I saw this so tell us about this so this is uh,
1: it's at the Vector Media Group 21st Street New York City um, July what 6th
0: July 6th yeah uh,
1: what are you going to be speaking about so this is the craft and EE so craft and expression engine meetup that they run out of their offices so what are you what are you talking about
0: I just wanted to see the Vector offices so well, yeah, I, I pushed true. my way in by submitting it the... <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you speaking about I was about? invited to work there for the day Um I uh, um I don't have the title for it set yet, but it's going to be basically the practical tips for uh, web developers who are writing backend APIs for mobile apps.
1: Ah, uh, so I like that. there's
0: there's a bunch of stuff that came out of the, the iOS 10 announcement and stuff. So um, iOS 10. Did I get that right? I
1: asked right. It, Sounds right. Yeah, So we, yeah, we had an Apple event. Now, did you actually partake in this? I feel like there's a lot of new APIs in there that you should be building apps for right
0: now. So, yeah, I found one that is kind of interesting. I'm not going to talk about it, but I downloaded the <laughs> Xcode beta. Okay. But the new stuff is so poorly documented, it's nearly impossible just to get through that stuff. Not that I don't have to. Not that I have time, anyway. But there's kind of sort of something in there that's interesting this time. Anyway, I'm sure David Smith has already written two apps around it. It's going to release it anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you got to do it. You need to, listen.
1: You need to make time to do one small app on one of these new APIs and see how that goes. I think this is the perfect time for you to do an experiment because they will. They want to feature people using the new stuff. This is how, like, this is how you play the game without having to like work so hard at all the other parts of it. They will do the marketing. Got to get an interesting idea. Make use of a new API.
0: I'll take a I look at it. it. The subscription stuff looks interesting. Um, yeah, that's interesting. There's stuff. That, I mean, we still make thousands of dollars off iOS and Android, so it's interesting to get back in there. So I'll see. We'll see.
1: Got to do something with that. Mm. I, w- I want you to do something with that. There's a lot of interesting APIs in there. That could be that they're gonna to want to highlight, and there's not gonna be that many devs building them. There'll be some. But you'll have a bootabish take, which is unique and special flower. Yep. <laughs> All right. What else is going on?
0: Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what else is going on. I,
1: like we I was just thinking we about it. No, sir, sorry. Sorry. I thought there was something we were going to continue from last week, but no, I can't remember.
0: Your pricing changes, your free stuff. Uh, yeah, we talked about that already. Just I know. just wanted to mention how like somebody in the news this morning was talking about Snapchat, and so and yep. I think the mention was like, if you're over the age of twenty five and you, you think you know what Snapchat is about, you're just lying to yourself. <laughs> I, I have no idea what Snapchat. I've never been downloaded, but like I was just thinking about how like important Twitter is to my consulting business. Yeah, like not just for like getting clients, but also like for example, a few weeks back, I had clients who needed a hybrid mobile app like uh, Cordova Ionic that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do that type of work, but I was able to like turn around within minutes and give him a contact, like who I know to be a great hybrid developer. Like I asked him, I determined if he was like interested, and I ascertained his availability, and I made the introductions like within an hour. Like, <laughs> how long have they been looking for this developer, and how long would they have continued to look for this developer after I told him we don't do this type of work? And like, Twitter, yeah. Twitter is just like a game changer. And I don't even use it in like any kind of like strategic growth hacky way. I just use it casually, and it's just amazing. Yeah, I wish I wish they would like do something with it. I feel like
1: it's like, what the hell are they doing? You know, like there's so many cool things that could be added to Twitter, things to make it better. Like I would love everybody to have verified accounts. Like that was a thing I was ranting about the other day on Twitter. Like mm. it would be so much more useful to me if everybody had verified accounts. And then you know, if you block somebody, you know it's their real thing. You could set up your your you know, Twitter account to only show other verified people. Like, it would just be a much nicer environment than this kind of free for all that they've left it for the past ten years. Well, the, extent,
0: the extension of that was to have sort of like a uh, identifiable internet presence in general, right? Confirmed well, that would be,
1: right. Well, I mean, Facebook, is, is okay, them on that. I mean,
0: depending on your perspective in life. I don't think yeah. the Stallman Bernie Sanders Stallman. audience would agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> Um,
1: but i mean you can have your fake account it's fine see i think it's fine if they want to have like still allow anybody to make an account that's great but if you made it really simple to verify accounts then at least the majority of people would verify their account and then you could limit your view of twitter to those people and keep out the like weirdos and nut jobs or if there is a weirdo and nut job at least you could block them and know that they're pretty much gone without like they're not going to be able to so easily create a whole bunch of accounts or whatever. Like, I don't know. Just the whole thing is, is, could be optimized there. And Facebook is, does that, you know, like most, you know, people have to use their real name on Facebook and it all works. And it's the biggest service in the world. So obviously it's not a barrier to entry, you know.
0: Mm. I don't know how to use Facebook. Like, I literally have no idea how to even approach using it. Oh, it's crazy in there, man. Like, I've
1: just been using it. I, so a couple of years ago, I got back, I, I, I had an account, like whatever, from the beginning, but I never used it. And then with all the kids now, it's like, all right, I use it because I got the grandparents on there because where else am I going to put them? And so I use it to post pictures and that's it. Mm -hmm. I I, I literally do nothing else on there but post pictures. Fine. Uh, But now I've been messing with Facebook ads. I think I talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, it's crazy. Their ad platform is really... It's quite remarkable. I have to say, it's amazing what you could do on there, and it's fairly affordable. It's much more affordable like Google AdWords, but yeah, it's it's amazing how much stuff is in there. And like, you just even think about all well, everybody always pushing the like, clean design, and blah, blah. I mean, on Facebook, it's like, I mean, the density of information in there is it's remarkable that this is what normal people use. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty wild in there, you know? There's a lot of shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, your ad accounts with your personal account and pages. Like, it's all intermixed, really weird. You can tell it was all, like, cobbled together, like, and they're trying to, like, you know, they're breaking it out, but it's also still got that history of cobbledness, which is... Which I enjoy, so I like that aspect to it.
0: That's old school. See, I don't even think I'd be able to use Twitter in the way that I use Twitter if it wasn't for, like, uh, Tweet Deck, which is still oh, yeah. using that desktop. Like, I... That's the dashboard that works for me and that's the only way that it works like I want the columns of uh, the stream of content right and I need it to be in that structure which is why I don't like I don't understand Facebook like I get stuff I don't want I don't know how to put stuff out there that I know would hit the target audience that I needed to hit I don't You have to buy
1: ads. That's the only way to do it. (laughs) Like having a Facebook page as a business is stupid. Like there's no I don't know what's
0: private. I don't know (laughs) what's public. I don't know anything on
1: Facebook. For the personal use, I just have it all entirely locked down. So it's only the people I'm friends with and that's it. Although they always add new settings and they default them to more open. So then you have to go in there once in a while and be like, oh, no, I got to turn this new thing off that like is exposing me. But – um. I do feel bad because uh, businessy people will occasionally somehow find me. I'm not even sure how, but I always I don't let any of them in because like I don't friend them because I don't want them. I just want it to be only family, mm-hmm. and so it's like pretty much only family and like you know actual personal friends, um, not like just you know folks on the internet. And so. Uh, so there's almost no business people in there at all. There's no business people like that. And so uh, and there is a way, like there is a way in Facebook to like segregate your friends and like have, you know, create groups and set what people can see and not If But it's like that's ah, way too much work. Like I just want to know that whatever I post, I don't have to think about like setting permissions on it. I just put it out there. All right. That's it. All
0: right.
1: I don't know. All right. Yeah, I could not use regular Twitter. That would be hard.
0: Yeah, there's not enough uh... –
1: you need a, the desktop, like a proper app that filters out all that weird stuff they're trying to do instead of building useful things, all the weird stuff they're
0: doing. But. Mm, 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 mm. In VR news, yes. does uh, run the Star Trek bridge simulator coming up? Mm-hmm. I saw that. Did and, you run it yet? Uh, no. First, I need four friends, which is just <laughs> impossible.
1: Everybody contact Butov who's listening if you got a uh, Oculus. so you can- And
0: then I need four friends who are willing to spend $1,000 on the VR key. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure on this podcast there's three other people who are willing to go. You have to have the whole crew? That's kind of silly.
0: You can't just go in there? I don't know. I just saw it as a four-player co-op thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, I'm sure it's a bad game. It's just a gimmick. Everything in VR is just a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I saw a Batman simulator coming up. You are wearing the cowl. <sighs> The Joker, in, the Joker in the trailer, asks you, "How does it feel to wear the mask?" I think that's the entire point of the
1: VR right. simulation. Right. I don't know. I, I, I actually, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. This is my new theory. Unless, like, I think there's going to have to be a more dramatic shift in technological capability beyond just put this screen really close to your face. I think there's going to have to be something else that comes along. So I think well. it
0: needs. I think it needs to reach, uh, like, version three of the hardware. Like, it, need, think, it needs to have enough runway to be viable at, like, the third, iteration, third generation of this stuff. I and think it needs more than that.
1: I think it's going to be, like, the 12th generation or something like that before it's anywhere ready for, like, mainstreamish
0: kind of uses. Mainstream, I don't know. But, like, uh, long-standing viability, I think it needs to be mm. able to reach, like, third generation. Because it's, the, you know, there's been, like, e- e- a good way to judge it is to see, like, what, what the coverage of, like, the news is. Uh, the, the general public news, like regular Channel Two news or whatever, of like E three events or something, and when they cover VR at places like that, it's always still of the tone that like the internet had in the early nineties. Right. That sort of reporter. Oh, look at what these wacky kids are doing. Sort of <laughs> attitude, right?
1: Which yeah, if it holds in there, that's good. Like it can turn out to be good, or it could just be right that it's like wacky stuff that's not real. Like, I don't know. I feel worried. Don't you feel worried that there's no, like, real games for it? I mean, it's been around a while. I feel uh, like there would be a real game.
0: Not a while. Especially eh, not a lot. a couple of years. Not, uh, no. Especially given the, the amount of time that it takes to make a, a quote unquote real game. Yeah. Um, the games you see now, I think the new Doom has been in development for like seven, eight years. Mm. I mean, imagine what the hardware difference is and what they had to assume would be available when they started eight years ago to be able to deliver the experience you expect to be on par graphically now i mean Mm. you gotta at least theorize that you have to like rebuild the entire freaking thing at least twice (laughs) there along the way Um, it's impossible i don't know how just from a person who develops products i have no idea how game developers like triple a game developers who need to reach that level of production value, how they're able to logistically put the product together over that long a time span, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I
1: don't think, I don't know how these companies stay in business, like we got this one game we make and we take eight years to
0: make it. Yeah, they don't, (laughs) they close up all the time or Bethesda buys them out or something, but like they either become part of a larger conglomerate or. They shut down and 90% of those developers get together and form another studio for the next project. (sighs) Who funds these guys? This is like, it's amazing. Lately, Kickstarter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna talk about who's not getting paid enough, that's one of the industries where that probably doesn't match the effort and skill involved. Pay, I mean.
1: Uh, I, uh, know, I, I can't even understand how you like get a job in that industry. I don't know. I guess you just like make one for yourself or something. Like I don't know. It seems like a hard place to get into. Like get I the think path you, you, I path. think you build
0: a portfolio of stuff you made on your own. Yeah. Oh, so Luno just published their uh, to celebrate our 13th birthday. We've increased RAM across all plans. See. There you go. Two gigs for ten bucks. This is a lot. We're going to be the first podcast with this news. Well, I guess it depends on how long I take to publish the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yes, yeah. So, uh, so I should give a little more plug here. So they went from one to two. So all the pricing, like the, the pricing tiers, are the same. It's like ten bucks, twenty bucks, forty bucks, eighty bucks, whatever. But we got we go into two gigs, four gigs, eight gigs. So for eighty bucks a month, you can get a twelve gig server. Mm. Now this is where we reminisce about how like we had to spend like five thousand dollars to have a four gig server eight years ago. And and pay $600 a year to co locate it somewhere. Now, 12 gig server, 80 bucks a month. It's crazy. You have 48 gig server for 300 bucks a month. 320. That's crazy.
0: Well, all right. What else you got? I got nothing. What do you got? Um,
1: I got some stuff uh, For probably next week
0: That we can talk about You always have stuff For next week You don't bring it Lensman You gotta bring the game (laughs) I got some other stuff I'm working on here
1: Um, We're doing something (laughs) Here's one thing Here's one thing I'll talk about we are. Uh, we don't normally do this. We've only done this once or twice before, but we're doing a contract to move up development of a help spot feature into a closer release than otherwise would be in. So I'm kind of curious to see how that would go. It's with a large enterprise customer, mm-hmm. and they. This is a report they need that we planned on uh, building ourselves anyway that's an interesting way of right? doing
0: it i would i would assume that's the only way you would take a contract is if it was going to be part of a general release at some point uh we that used to be the case
1: um and we only had done it really once before then now we do uh we'll do some smaller things although they do end up being very hard on us to like pull out the time for them and stuff but Especially for new customers, like sometimes they need a couple little customs. it more? It's like they need a live lookup created, which is a feature of HelpSpot or whatever. It needs a little bit of coding done, and to send them to like a third party to do it gets weird because that ends up being more expensive, and just then we gotta bring in this third party. So like for smaller stuff, uh, we started to do some of that ourselves just to like grease the wheels of the sales, but. Mm-hmm. We do have customers who do crazy, like, large integrations and things, and those we do send to our partner, like, consultancies, because um, we can't take on, like, a big, big thing like that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. I don't know. It's, uh, like, I don't really like doing it because it disrupts the schedule a little bit and stuff, but it was enough money to be worth the effort, and it is a report that um, that is will be useful to all the other customers, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic on it, but uh, it's a bit of an experiment as well to see if this is something we would want to do more of in the future. You definitely have to make sure you charge enough for it because the temptation is like, oh, well, we're, it'll be good for the other customers and we'll just do it cheaper because um, we're getting value out of it, which is true. But there's like quite a large disruption of the like just development process and building special builds and you know, planning out the feature. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it that now is like on, you know, disrupts all the other stuff we had planned. So, mm.
0: do you do a uh, project pricing on this or hourly or how do you?
1: Yeah, I just did it. Well, I kind of broke it down. Like, this is, like, we have to build like systems if we're going to do more of this stuff because, like, right. right now it's just like me winging it somewhat. But, um, but there are there a couple other potential things that could be coming along like this. But, uh, but yeah, we I just did it. It's basically a project price hmm. um, with, like, an hourly rate if we go, you know, kind of off spec on it or whatever. But given what they, in this particular case, are asking for, there shouldn't really be anything that, like, there's not a lot they could ask for that's outside the scope of it because it kind of is what it is. It's this report that produces this data. I know what the data is know what the report needs to be so um, and we have done one or two small consulting things in the past to build custom reports for people but they're the kind of things where they're were, were like truly custom they weren't put in the product because it was like a weird edge case kind of thing but this one will have more um, general use but <clears throat> it is kind of a big data sort of thing potentially it's going to have many millions of rows in larger installations so it requires a lot of thought and
0: yeah, yeah. I keep I keep going back to consulting work, and the uh, Chris Hawkins famously, I guess, for our uh, uh, forums, there published that thing where he said he's basically given up on products after whatever years and just going back to consulting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the discrepancy between the just pure cash that you could make off of consulting compared to how much you can make off of products, at least initially, is just so big that it's just. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to be really dedicated to say I'm not doing consulting out of, uh, out of principle. Um, I've given some
1: serious thought to having a user-scape consultancy that's like a more of a freestanding thing, you know, uh, because there is like just a lot of opportunity. I feel like every consultant is so busy, but I don't know. But then it is that tricky part where, like, I don't, I can't do all the work. Like, I don't want to do the work. So, yeah. right there, it's like, okay, you have somebody you're paying to do the work. Well, now you get into that whole consulting thing of like make sure you have enough work coming in and right. like it becomes a whole thing. And so, since I can't just sell my time to do it, it right. has to kind of hit the ground running as a viable entity. So, right. That's
0: a little right. Trick. We got to get JD or Matt on here and <clears throat> talk about the logistics of, uh, running this uh, big consultancy group as a like a well oiled machine type of a deal.
1: That would be interesting. Yeah, we should do that. Maybe when you're down there, you can, uh, can chat with them about that idea and getting them on the show because I would be interested to hear about that and the process of kind of uh, making sure you balance that all right and how you pay people, but yeah, build that baseline of work. Is it like
0: retainers or is it just that you build a big pipeline? Yeah, I'm, com- I'm completely fascinated. With it. I have a, a standing offer for uh, JD when he comes down to New York. I'll buy him lunch just so I could pick his brain on logistics of running a consultancy with a lot of people. And yeah, He agreed to it, but he doesn't come down here
1: much. Well, Matt has a big consultancy so you'll be able to... Yeah, I'll talk to Matt.
0: Yeah, there's something just fascinating to me, the logistics of running a consultancy of that size.
1: And that one's in New York, which I find even more impressive because the salaries that have to be paid there in Manhattan is... Just the office space alone. (laughs) Substantial. Right. Office space and 30 people or whatever. So that's a a tidy uh, uh, payroll there they have. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, the way I quote prices, the way I invoice my custom my clients is not going to cut it in a in an actual consultancy. This is very much a freelancer operation. <laughs> well, that's where one of the things I've been coming around to.
1: I think so, especially in our world, there's a lot of people who talk about charging more and all that stuff, which I think you know is true. But I also think, like we talked about last week, like I think it's hurt us a little bit going too far on that out that way. And uh, with the products, I think it's a little bit the pricing is so sensitive that you have to really be dialed in on that and be careful with it. Especially if you have something that's working, like you might be able to double your prices and make double the revenue or you might like kill all your business. So it's a little bit tricky, but in the consulting, I feel like it's totally a thing you have to charge a lot. Like you have to way overcharge what you think you should because it's just too much there to like get where it expands on you or um, the, just the time it takes that you can't be doing other things during that time. And, there's a lot of opportunity cost there so
0: yeah yeah. I mean every time I increase my prices I always sort of I'm uh, hesitant about it and uh, but I've never reached a point where anybody questioned it and I have the feeling that I'm basically at half of what an agency would quote for a yeah, single yeah, sure. um, so, yeah you got charge more alright we'll talk about some more stuff next week
1: <laughs> That's yeah. what we usually do. We, <laughs> we'll re- read some more from Stallman's missive next week. So stay more, tuned. Exciting Stallman, Stallman
0: stage reads. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, all. <laughs> Bye-bye.